I got a Dr. Pepper okay, Uncrack. Okay, in the zone. Uh, Go ahead. You can crack it on the mic if you want. That's see the intro. <laughs> the crack. See if it picks it up. Anything? <laughs> Nothing. Nope. Uh, I could hear the... So I have, okay. When I use my headphones, I always put on the direct monitor so I can hear myself. And uh, I could hear it on that, but I guess the Discord, Discord cut that shit out. Uh, well, I'm armed and recorded. Recording. I keep saying armed. I, I'm not sure that's even like a recording term. I just keep Kentucky saying Kentucky moment. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky podcaster <laughs> moment. You can't take away my goddamn guns, <laughs> my fucking American rat. I don't even live in a real state. It's actually a fucking... What, what's Kentucky again? A fucking... A it's state? not actually a state. What do you mean? It's not a state. A municipality? It's not a state. No, Virginia, uh, Virginia is a commonwealth, technically. That's what it is. Kentucky's a commonwealth as well. Oh, fellow commonwealth. Yeah, yeah, fellow racist state enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if enjoyer is the right word. Um, but it has rolling green hills and horses. I, man, I don't get the horses shit. I don't. You live not, in fucking Lexington. Into, How do I'm you not? not? They're horses. everywhere. I'm not into horses, okay? You drive down fucking 75 and there's 30 fucking horse farms and at least two of them have some rich guy outside stroking his cock. Like, okay. Jake, I, are you telling me you're not a horse girl? I'm not a horse girl. Is this Jake girl. not a horse girl? I'm, I'm anti-horse squirrel. Horse girl. <laughs> like grew from a, a despicable me. Because my arch nemesis in middle school was a horse girl. I don't care for them, personally. I feel it. The town I lived in in West Virginia people only knew it because of charlestown races and slots so i'm come from a, a also a very horse centric <laughs> area and it is not not a good time are we a horse podcast horse i think, podcast. So. I think today we're a horse podcast <laughs> <laughs> today. welcome to mune puke i'm jake i'm ivy uh, i'm matt i'm keely yeah and welcome to the show another wonderful week of music two weeks of music really when you think about it when you do the math when you crunch the numbers it's actually two weeks of music um I crunched the numbers too hard. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> we got two of our new hosts here, Keely and Matt. Welcome to the show. So glad Hello. you could join our team Hello. for all our various projects and stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk about some great music. We're going to probably argue about some great music here today. It's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. Just a little bit of Twitter news. Maybe this is my new segment. I don't know. A little bit of Twitter news. The Architects thing. Anyone see the Architects thing? I did see that. That oh, sucks. Nope. So, well, just What's a little that? bit of background on architects in case you didn't know their guitarist and songwriter tom searle passed away from cancer his brother oh, dan searle is in the band and i think he's like the only founding member left or something like that and something uh, like that, yeah. yeah so their sound has kind of changed since he died i don't think it's because he died i think it's just like you know they were gonna move in that way anyway maybe yeah who knows but yeah the fan some people in the fan base are clearly not happy because at a concert yesterday or today at some point some fan jumped on and started yelling into a mic you know they crowd surfed on i i imagine and were yelling into a mic and then he was shouting at the vocalist saying like you let tom down or something like just awful shit to say to somebody this guy yeah. obviously did not know tom searle he's just a fucking parasocial freak uh jumping on stage and being an asshole uh they might be british uh architect 
context is British. Whoever did this might be British, so that could explain they're, they're a in lot. Australia right now. Okay, that <laughs> that makes a lot more sense actually. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, this Australian asshole jumped on stage, said a bunch of shit. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of weird, fucked up news. Yeah. Is this is this the perfect segue to talk about parasocial relationships? <laughs> Since this week is full of fucking nostalgia bands. Hmm? <laughs> is this maybe a good time? Here we go. Can I go on a little are rant? We, are we? You're already hitting the rant this early? You well, know, yeah, because I, I want to give a little more at the end. I want to give a little <laughs> so nuance they don't know before leave. I shit on a bunch of albums everybody loves. All right, give a little nuance. I'm interested. I'm interested. I must have listeners. Okay. Listeners, are you interested? I think they are. Go ahead. I heard them. I had a really fucking hard time reviewing all the music this week because I have I have this pet peeve. And I wanted to condense this down into, like, an actual, like, not just a bunch of fucking word vomit in a rant. So I kind of thought about it a little bit earlier because I was talking about it when we finished recording Monday's episode. But I think, like, the biggest reason I have an issue with the way that kind of music has, like, gone towards this, like, everybody has these crazy parasocial relationships with the artists that they grew up with and they're able to, like, write albums that maybe don't feel as inspired but they're going to sell millions anyways because they have huge production teams they have huge management teams they have million dollar equipment and pretty much anything they could need to make this and i'm just i don't know i'm just a little bit tired of people defending kind of this rich nostalgia culture of music simply because they grew up with it despite it being a lot of more wealthy people pushing out these albums and people having real criticisms of why they don't like the newer music. And I think that creates a really big disconnect in the music community where there are people who genuinely care about the DIY scene and newer bands kind of coming up in the scene and putting their heart into singles and EPs and LPs and doing all of that by themselves with no fucking help from management and shit like that. And people are more willing to spend $600 for pit tickets than ten dollars to go see their friends play and throw them a couple bucks for merch and i don't know i i i because of that dick disconnect that dick the dick connect i find it really difficult to listen to a lot of these newer albums because it doesn't feel like it's anything other than a quick cash grab and if you don't like it people are gonna be in the comments telling you like fuck you fuck you for not liking this like i remember when we reviewed the the first paramore single i had people being like no they wrote it to sound bad on purpose like you just don't get it and it's like I, I don't understand that take. Why? Like, why defend it? I had some pretty good criticisms that don't take away from you enjoying it. Totally fine to enjoy it. But I just don't understand the ride or die mentality for people you don't know who just see you as a number. Like, imagine trying to sit there and quantify millions of people listening to your music monthly. Like, it's just impossible. And so for them, there's a total disconnect from them to fan at this point because they're playing stadiums. They don't give a shit. And it's like, to an extent, I feel like they probably do care about their fans. But at the same time, I think it's fair that people can both like things and people can also dislike things and criticize them without it being a huge Twitter drama because you don't like the same thing as everybody else. <laughs> well, yeah, that does remind me of that uh, another Twitter fucking DIY drama from this week. That guy oh, said, no. I don't like Carly Car Cosgrove or some shit. <laughs> or he said i didn't see that one he, he just he I didn't even say one. i don't like it he was just like i don't get it and there were so yeah. many people being so horrendous to him it was like yeah. insane insane response to i've never even heard of that band 
Well, I think Depends I have really heard good. of it. It's but good? Is it good? You I like, like it. Them. Okay. I like them. Yeah, they're pretty good. I, yeah, but I'm I sure. wouldn't be like I wouldn't be getting on someone for being like I don't get it. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like that's yeah. uh, the most mild of statements causes such a frenzy. Um the, you're, you're 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 that mad at someone saying they don't like a pop punk band that bases all their songs on fucking Drake and Josh and Car- and iCarly episodes? Okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I discovered them today, I'm pretty sure because of their yeah. fuck Dan Schneider uh kick yeah. drum head. Which is, is that sick. really that, that's like, correct. Is that mm-hmm. really the bit? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause I, I think yeah. they pro I, I'm I'm assuming they started the band like before like all the really horrible shit came out. So it's like they gotta commit to the bit, but they're also like nah fuck them. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is cool. They're playing here tonight actually, and I'm not going because I am broke, but they're in Richmond tonight. <laughs> wow. Carly Cosgrove in Richmond, everyone go check it out. Yep. The yeah, Monday after. after. <laughs> um, yeah. Long gone. Yeah, long gone. Uh, I definitely agree with you on the parasocial, you know, insane dick riding aspect. On the aspect of like bands selling out, you know, not being as genuine. I agree. And I'm also like, eh, the music can be enjoyable as well. It doesn't have to immediately devalue oh, right. the music for me. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that later, you know. There's uh <laughs> there's just like too much nuance to the conversation to to uh wrap it up in like a three minute segment without ranting for an hour about it. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Uh we should get into the reviews because we got a pretty fat stack of reviews here in front of us. Excited be Begins. It begins. It begins. I don't like the way you're saying that, kind of, uh, personally. <laughs> um, it kind of sounds like maniacal laughter to me. I lost my tab with my notes on it. Listen, there's a balance between the chaos here and then the non-chaotic. And, like, you and Matt hold it down. You guys are are very respectful and, and calm with the opinions, even if you don't oh. like it. And then Ivy and I are the absolute, like, uh, like two bats that were sleeping that you shook in a box and just let go in, like, a lit room. Oh, see, get me on here on a week that, like, Bad Omens or I Prevail drops something and I'll go off. Like, I'll be right there. That's so I love, funny. I love the chaos. Because I, I literally tweeted about uh, I yeah, Prevail I today, that. and I don't think people like that too much. I was no. actually curious... Uh, about bad omens because i see people talking about them all the time but i've never listened to them but they always just gave me the vibe of being like the same as i (laughs) (laughs) at least from their fan base they're not like they're not like a terrible band or anything i just like don't get it like every time i've tried to listen to them i'm like ah god not for me but Uh, another thing sleep token i don't think we've talked about this on the show sleep token we reviewed their single the summoning uh a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago all of a sudden they have two million monthly listeners like yeah they're they're, massive they're um let me check the biggest metalcore band of all time (laughs) randomly all because people are curious yeah literally just because people are curious it's kind of wild i fucking love that band but i also like they're one of those bands where i'm like i like it because i saw them i saw them live like before i think it was before their first album came out it was like about to come out but it was on the like issues tour they did like right before the pandemic and um i think it's the only tour that made like one of two tours they've done in the u.s so like seeing them live like got me into them but they're also one of those bands where like when people are like i don't like this i'm like yeah no i get it like 100 (laughs) percent. like this shit's getting like i i listened to their last record because i was just curious they got me they got me going hmm what's Mm -hmm. up with this band i listened to their last record it's all right yeah i think everything they put out for this new one 
though kind of supersedes that yeah. I, I, I haven't listened yeah. to all the new ones but yeah. i've listened to just like the first two and then i was like <laughs> i do this thing whenever bands are doing like the i'm gonna drop like a million singles thing where yeah. unless they're like a band i'm like <laughs> friends with or something i'm like i'm gonna wait and just wait for the record at this point because yeah well, after like after like three or four i'm like okay <laughs> I, they're probably gonna put out more singles it's probably gonna be the whole thing but yeah. I'm, I'm so there's 12 songs they've put out five so far Go the ahead. first the first record they put out a song every full moon <laughs> until all the songs were out so it was like a year of rollout but it was like only on the full moons <laughs> well, uh, that's fun. so they're probably gonna do some like some weird shit again with just like dropping them like every two weeks yeah why does everybody have to have a mask why why is it always the mask like why can't people do like the armed where they just confuse people by being like yeah everybody on earth if you play an instrument you're in this band and then just like (laughs) rotate people out so you never know who the fuck actually did it why do we need to hide behind the masks just fucking just confuse people by being everybody's in it everybody's here i mean what are the chances it's just some dude like (laughs) it is it is just some dude yeah it is is likely just some dude no no i like i've I've seen who it is. It's literally someone. No one knows who it is. <laughs> like, it's, it's like it is, uh, like, it makes it is me... not like a famous person at all. Dead of, mouse. Uh, yeah, it's dead mouse. It, it makes me yeah. think of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, one of the comic books. Kingpin unmasks him and he's like, who the fuck is this? And just throws <laughs> him out a window because he's just a yeah. kid. He's just some kid in he's high school. Like, why would it? Hey, yeah. some kid from Queens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get to the music. Yeah. Acacia Strain, Fresh Bones. Wow, these bones are fresh. Let me tell you, it's uh, some heavy, heavy banging metal type of music. Uh, the vocals are pretty good. It's not my type of music. I'm gonna give it a bronze. Sorry, Acacia Strain. I'm disinterested. Uh, let's go, Keely next. I am not an active Acacia Strain fan, but I'm friends with a lot of Acacia Strain fans, and I've known about their music for a really long time. This song in particular interested me because it's not just super slow like uh, their album Worm Rot does the real low tempo like earliest days of down tempo hardcore shit like uh this was a lot more interesting uh it was a lot more raw they're not doing like the full metalcore sound anymore which i really like they're kind of leaning into the whole hardcore influence uh their vocalist has always been fucking crazy um so i'm gonna hit this one with a with a good gold because it was a step up from their previous stuff for me uh this was a, a very welcomed change to like the heavy beat down gong, gong, gong ass shit for an entire record uh super cool yeah gold for me matt uh i agree i used to like i remember in high school like everyone in my high school was like involved in the amir versus the acacia strain beef and most of them were amir fans uh so i just blindly took that side of it which is funny because now i can't fucking stand that band so i never got into the acacia strain until like way later and i'm kind of the same as keely like i'm not an active fan by any means but i liked the last record they put out that was pretty cool uh and then this one i was like yeah it's fast like that's weird for them because they're normally super slow and i like that so yeah i'll give it a silver uh just because i liked other things more but it was cool like i'm gonna definitely listen to this record when it comes out so yeah i i honestly i think uh keely fucking 
killed it with the uh, with the review. Um, I'm not like a super avid Acacia Strain enjoyer. Like this genre still doesn't really do that much for me. But I think the fast um, leaning into like the hardcore stuff, like Keely said, is a lot more interesting to me. I like that sound a lot more, especially if it's a little more raw. And I think just generally, I think the Acacia Strain does like something in this genre that still feels like pretty unique even though i would say like there's probably a bunch of bands that rip off them or bands that they fucking took a lot of inspiration from but genuinely like most of the songs i've heard from them like are pretty enjoyable like all things considered their vocals are really good the instrumentals are fun and i like this stuff that feels a little bit more like someone's gonna beat my ass and kick my teeth in so um i think i'm gonna give it a silver just because it's kind of out of the the genre that i'm into but generally a pretty enjoyable track i had fun with this all right the acacia strain reviewed that's for you steps hope you're happy with that let's talk about a <laughs> hundred gex hollywood baby All right, they're back on track after that kind of bad EP that came out last year. Um, I was kind of positive on it when we reviewed it, but uh, I've soured pretty bad. I do. I hate that Skrillex song, and I find the other songs just a little annoying. But this is exactly what I want from new 100 Gex. I love how it sounds. It's like, just sounds like an improved version of a 1000 Gex sort of sound. It's almost like an arena rock slash pop anthem that type of vibe i'm gonna give it a gold i am very happy with this and i'm very excited for the new album we'll we'll refrain from the gex until then i was just excited they were back people okay ivy yeah uh so actually i didn't even fucking realize this was on the list so i quickly just listened to it (laughs) um i was kind of falling off the whole 100 gex train i like the laura less solo stuff like way better than the 1000 gex and like some of the singles that they released but I find it interesting that they actually like credit Laura less separately on this song. And I think that genuinely makes a difference. Like it sounds more like her stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's just more like more fun, I guess. Like there's like the guitar shit. I don't know. The lyrics are fun. Um, It hits a lot harder. Just saying on the web version of Spotify, Laura Less and Dylan Brady are credited for all the songs on a, a thousand gex as well. Interesting. Yeah they, yeah. they do it to like link all their Spotify accounts, I think. So it goes yeah. to all of them. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, I, I didn't know. I didn't see that <laughs> originally. Yeah. So my bad, everybody. I'm just fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, it sounds more like Laura Less's solo stuff. And I fuck with that vision. And I probably and give it a gold as well it's uh it's brought back a little bit more interest than 100 gex for me matt i normally like i like a thousand gex a lot and with a lot of the singles i feel like they <laughs> no like the, the album a thousand gex oh, a lot like the album. yeah yeah and I, I feel like <laughs> there's too many gex is it the new album called like a hundred thousand or ten thousand gex or something yeah 10K, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i i liked that album a lot and i like 
when they do more of the electronic stuff a lot more, I feel like. So a lot of the new singles being a little more rocky have been kind of like hit or miss for me. Like I really like, what was the one? Doritos and Fritos, but I didn't really like me, 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 me as much. So I went into this one, like hearing the clips of it, expecting to be like, all right, like I'm kind of eh on this one. Uh, and then I was like, just enjoying it the whole time. So I, I, it flipped my opinion on it. Um, nice. So I feel like this is like what everyone on TikTok is trying to do with pop punk right now, but like actually good. Um, And I, yeah, I'm going to give it a gold because I really liked it. I thought it was fun. So excited for the record. You know, any anybody who watches the video format of this probably saw at the very beginning when you said the name of the song, the extreme eye roll that I put on. Uh, So I'm just going to start this off with, oh God, I got hit with an ad. Hold on. With a hater moment. Okay. I didn't get No, it got cut out. <laughs> well, it's fine. Rip. It was the it was the obnoxious air horn. Uh, oh. Super hater moment. Uh, I am not a hundred Gex fan at all. Everybody has tried no. to get me to listen to them <laughs> because I like really noisy music and really obscure stuff. You would think I would be into it. I'm not. <laughs> It really is a super grating sound to me. Like hyper pop as a whole is really hit or miss. There's some hyper pop that I think is the future and they're doing stuff way out of the genre that's like very out of pocket. And then there's 100 Gex, which everybody just enjoys because the funny, haha, I'm filming on a DSI in the audience meme. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Our to their credit, that. that meme is fucking hysterical. It is good. For all. <laughs> For everything, it's so funny, but I can't do it. So the things I will say, because I did find positives for everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The weird MIDI guitar tone with the distortion that they get that sounds unbelievably real in some of the middle sections is awesome. (laughs) It sounds so cool. And I love like the reach outside to still keep it in the fully electronic hyper pop space whilst like getting those guitar tones in there. I think that's sick. The real drums are a nice touch. The vocals are the least grading I've ever heard from 100 Gex, which says a lot because normally the vocals are why I shut it off. Overall, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a bronze. I was going to say participation trophy, but I'll give it a bronze. Wow. Because the production was enough to suck me back in and listen to it again instead of just being like, I didn't like this. I'm not going to listen to it. The production was really good. Shouts out 100 Gex production. Keely ruined the certified (laughs) banger moment. No John Cena fucking music cue. (laughs) You're welcome. This is so This is only the beginning, baby. (laughs) Let's talk about Scal opening night. Yeah, Scal, I don't know anything about this band except Claudia started listening to them like a couple days before the single came out and I believe in synchronicity so it really set my mind on fire. But uh, Scal fun punk song. I like it. Uh, Scal good. Scal good. It doesn't blow me away but it is like for this genre a really strong entry for me. Are women the best punk vocalists? Open question because I feel Usually, like they yes. kind of are. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go ahead and give it a silver. Really like Will Look 
forward to more Scal stuff. Let's talk to Matt. I like this band a lot. Um, and I was kind of apprehensive when I heard that it was mostly singing because most of their previous record is mostly screaming. Oh. Uh, but like I got like halfway through the song and I was just like, yeah, this is fucking sick. Like I just, I don't know. It's, it's really fun. I saw some live footage of it and it like goes off live. I've, yeah, I've just been on like a hardcore kick recently. So like this is like right up my alley right now. So yeah, I'm giving this a gold for sure. I like this band and this song and I'm excited for the EP. Nice. Keely. So this one I did not feel as aggressively as about as 100 Gex. I was not crazy about the singing. Not that the singing is even bad. I just the whole post-punk thing was like super popular in the scene I came up in in Florida. Uh, and there were a lot of bands that really did a lot of what Scowl is doing now and what a lot of other hardcore bands are transitioning to. And I think it's a super neat thing to see it starting to pop up so much later elsewhere. I just found this to be a little bland after listening to this, having never heard them before, going back to their previous more hardcore stuff and then coming back to this single. It was all right, but I kind of just have a heavy bias because I grew up around a ton of like post-punky stuff and like I don't know there were just bands like I got spoiled I came up when Gouge Away came up so I was watching that band take off from tiny nothing hardcore band up to crazy rock and roll band and I don't know maybe as a listener that's an obnoxious way to set a bar really high but like I don't know this was just a, a little bland I'll say I'll give it I was torn between a bronze and a silver because I really enjoy the production a lot, again, enough to push it over that barrier, but I'm going to say a bronze on this one as well. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I'm going to do a bronze. I don't know. I never... <laughs> I never really got like uh, sucked into this kind of genre. And generally speaking, like the single itself, I don't think was bad. I mean, it was enjoyable enough, but it was just kind of forgettable for me. Um, and I don't mean that in like any kind of way to disparage the quality of the song. Uh, it's just really, I don't know. I never really got into like the hardcore punk, which is funny because I got like into music through like punk and I listened to some really bad shit just the fucking worst and um then i ended up like in post hardcore and i don't know this is like it's a cool single i had never heard them before for a first impression it's definitely not the worst but it's just not something that's gonna like pull me in and uh i don't know if this single is like did they use it to announce an album or like it's more a music? EP, yeah ep okay yeah yeah i don't i just don't think it like drew me in to want to listen to the rest of the ep but i will i will be listening to the rest of the ep i can almost guarantee it we do a music podcast how crazy mm, is that so uh yeah i think i'm uh, interested now. just get a heavier moments that's yeah. that's more what draws me in is i want to hear more of that older ag aggression from yeah. them i guess yeah so i think I'll, I'll give it a bronze for now my opinion is subject to change when the when the rest of the music drops so <laughs> all right let's talk about ms paint titan of hope first we love a good name ms paint good name just gotta say Great it right name. here right now good name spent a lot of time on ms paint as a uh, when i was a young boy i would play with the ms paint because there was nothing else to do on the goddamn computer i didn't have minecraft yet people 
But anyway, I love the aggressiveness of the rap versus the beat. Is it rap? I don't know. It sounds like rap to me a little bit. Could be argued that it's not rap. I, I'd believe that as well. Um, I really like the lyrics. This is This may sound like an insult. I promise for me in particular it isn't. The clearness of the person's voice and the aggressiveness kind of reminds me of the Digi rap from the beginning of Digimon the movie. Uh, big fan of the Digi rap, and I'm big fan of this song. We'll listen more. Gold medal from Jake. Keely. So I went into this having seen the video the night before start to circulate on Twitter, but I didn't click it because I just, you know. Was, do yeah they had like a it was the artwork and just like a sound teaser and they were like oh. it's coming out tomorrow and so i saw it start to circulate but i didn't click it or just think anything of it it was just another doom scroll moment <laughs> so coming into it this morning when i woke up on my drive to work uh which was at uh 7 a.m a crisp 7 a.m yeah, I know <laughs> and clicking this because it was because it was the new track I was like, okay, what's going to happen? And then it's got that <laughs> slow build up fade in into this like, like it's not new metal, but like new metal inspired yeah. track that's like really distorted and industrial. Yeah, I guess industrial is a better word, like very industrial sounding. And then just swoops in with like the death grip style vocals, which immediately I was like, okay, it takes something special to like pull off the death gripsy thing. And I'm sure I'd get, you know, hung up on my toes for comparing anything that has distortion and like rap qualities to death grips. <laughs> That's like the first thing I thought of between the production and the song. Uh, it was cool. It drags a little bit. Uh, I think three and a half minutes of how consistent the track was. Uh, got a little long, but overall, I thought it was cool. I'm really excited to hear more. I didn't see what kind of release this was going to be or if it was just a single, but groups like this only tend to get weirder and more experimental as they go, and that really intrigues me. So I'm going to give it a silver. It was cool. Now, does that mean we're saying that the Digi Rap and Death Grips, you know, they're carrying some similarities between them? I'm sure the mashup exists out there somewhere. Maybe that I, was MC would... Ride's first song. <laughs> we don't know. Who who the hell knows who made the Digi Rap? You know? Who was it? I don't did know. Did you did you rap track or check funded early Death Grips? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The Digi Rap was funding everything. Uh, Matt, yeah. what's your take on MS Paint, Titan of Hope? Yeah, uh, I thought this was cool. I also, like, listening to the beginning of it, I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. And then the rapping came in, and I was like, that's not where I thought it was going to go, but I like it. Um, the drum sound on this is really cool, I think. I like how, like, roomy and big it sounds. The vocal delivery is really cool. I like how, like, aggressive it is, but also, like like you were saying, Jake, like, very clear and easy to, like, tell what they're saying. I thought the, like, bridge, I think it was, like, the bridge section where it got, like, a little heavier for a second. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only negative is that I have really is just like, yeah, like the synth part kind of got like a little repetitive after a little bit, but it didn't like really detract from it for me. I was just like something I noticed. I got like toward the end. I was like, this part's been going on for a while, but yeah, I'll give it a silver. Like I'm definitely going to check out. I've never heard this artist before, so I'm going to check out more for sure. It was cool. I'd like to start by saying the digi rap was sang by the late American musician, composer, and producer Paul Christian Gordon, huh. a previous member of the New Radicals, and keyboardist and rhythm guitarist for the B-52s. Wow. Oh, 
All right. Anyways, I'm going to give a very <laughs> short review. Uh, Silver Medal, I would listen to this while playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. <laughs> that goes hard. Great review. That's so eloquent. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, all you need to know. Man. Really. Let's talk Big Time Rush Can't Get Enough. I got enough, people. I've had enough of this song. <laughs> it is sickly poppy. So overly poppy. Can I just say, I don't really care about Big Time Rush. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I really don't. I liked the show when I was a kid, but it's like, That's, to me. I, I think you're saying more than the rest of us here. <laughs> I'm saying more than the rest of you? What does that mean? By saying you liked the show as a kid. I think you had hey, more I Big Time Rush exposure. All right, well. Okay. I, I yeah. got a, I'm with I got you, Jake. Story. Yeah, I'll get to I, it. <laughs> okay, I think I've, I've seen it. I think we're, you're the one odd one out, Keely. I think you're the odd one <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, Big Time Rush, I don't know, it was just a TV show. They're like cartoon characters to me. I don't care what they think <laughs> or feel. Like, like yeah, if SpongeBob ooh. suddenly came out of the screen, actually, that'd be kind of fire. That SpongeBob album, ooh. that SpongeBob album rips though, so like. Yeah, facts. This grill facts. is not a home. I had but, it on, I had it on CD, baby. There's one part of the yeah. song that I swear to God sounds like an old Maroon 5 song. Like the part where his voice gets really high towards the chorus or something like that. Uh, you know, look it up, people. <laughs> old Maroon 5 was kind of good. It you was. know that first album? Yeah. Overall, it's not bad, but it's not unique. It's not interesting. It's a bronze from me. Ivy, go ahead and talk about. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Jake. It's a gold. <laughs> um, big time rush fucking rules. They're the only goddamn boy band who came back and did it better than when they left. <laughs> And this song fucking rips. I would listen to this song 500 more times if I had the time and I wasn't listening to Space Corolla still. But I will say, I think the funniest thing about this song, the funniest comparison I thought of while I was listening to it, is uh, this is what Tillian thinks he's doing with the solo <laughs> stuff. But he just sounds like a toddler who forgot how to how to sing. And it's really fucking funny because this song, this this track is like genuinely super enjoyable and they're very good singers and i think they're fun uh and tillian's a big poo poo pee pee baby who fucking sucks I, how can you how can you like rail that. against fallout boy coming back and then you're like big big time rush though they're all good why is that fair <laughs> why is that equal to you i'm on ivy's train here <laughs> well, yeah i fucking know i'm aware i don't know i think uh big time rush coming back and making a silly little pop song is different than fallout boy being like guys we got we got the same producer for the albums you liked you'll like this one too right you'll buy our tickets come to our shows please. i will like it i won't buy any tickets they're too expensive <laughs> oh, expensive anyways i thought it was fun gold medal gg easy okay keely what what do you think about big time rush over here so i was the edgelord teenager who bashed on like popular fun trendy things you're so cool uh, big time rush included i know right <laughs> um as if you couldn't tell already. Um, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, even know why you told us that. Like, everyone knows. <laughs> with, with that being said, going into this week's list before we added the things today, yeah. I was 100% ready to come in here and be like, Big Time Rush 
is going to be the only positive thing I'll say. What? <laughs> what? Uh, this song. Am I being compared punk? to like the funny frufu like Nickelodeon thing? Because they're no longer associated with Nickelodeon. I'm pretty sure they like left it and they were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna like ride it now." Okay. <laughs> uh, this song for like a pop song in terms of production and everything, like this is just fun like it was just the bass rips the production's really good the vocals are interesting it's a it's a pop song like it's it's just another pop song but it was really good and i enjoyed it a lot uh especially compared to other things on the list uh so i'm hitting it with a fat gold sometimes it feels like i'm smoking crack on this show <laughs> i got i got you jake i got you okay. I'm, I'm for you so fun fact i have played a show with this band before what? uh what the fuck yeah that rules i uh i was at a slipknot it was i was at mayhem festival and slipknot was headlining and my friend's mom got like vip area tickets for like for like her and my mom and they were sitting over there and like this lady that worked over there was like yeah i'm I'm, like trying to find someone to play guitar for me for the set that i'm gonna do before the big time rush show and my mom was like oh my son plays guitar so i played a bunch of pop songs uh like in the vip area while cody simpson's vip event was going on or something because he was opening it (laughs) um uh yeah he yeah he was a dickhead um (laughs) but uh yeah um so i i stayed and watched big time rush because i had a free ticket and uh yeah they didn't do shit live that was (laughs) really (laughs) that was all backtracks like they they did like a they they finished a song with like a big harmony that was like supposed to be all four of them and one of them was like this with this mic and I was like motherfucker come on uh, yeah. Uh, nice. yeah but yeah that being On said, yeah, that, so I, I don't have a I, I have like a weird love hate relationship with Big Time Rush because that's my only exposure to Big Time Rush other than the fucking Kevin and Caleb loving boyfriend um, <laughs> and talking about how good that song is all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, which it is, to be fair. I don't know. I thought the song was fine. Like it didn't it didn't like it came on and I was like, yeah, this is fun. But then like the bass line and the chorus came in and I was like, oh, they're just doing like the Charlie Puth attention bts butter thing again that we've heard like 50 million times i don't know i just like i'm not like a i i also had that like edgy like high school phase of like everything popular sucks like and i'm like very much out of that now at least somewhat unless it's metalcore then i hate it but um (laughs) but uh you'll fit right in (laughs) uh, yeah um but like pop music is like I, i i try to I try to be pretty open about it, but this one I was just like, I'm not, I don't hate it, but I'm just like, there's nothing that like excited me about it. So I'll give it a bronze. Like it wasn't bad. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's also like, that's nothing what I'm like, saying. It's, it's like technically a it, good song, but it's also like, it's, okay, there are 1,000 versions of this exact song. And I, I one Republic has already made a way better version. <laughs> so why the fuck would I listen to Big Time Rush when I can w- listen to One Republic? That's yeah, why I, I want guarantee the next, I guarantee the next time i hear this song will be in like a dentist office or something that is for all. sure uh, really. yeah and that'll be the only other time i hear it so. I, I you but know what <laughs> this is a bordering on mean and i'm fine with it i don't care i'd be surprised if they got lucky enough to get into a dentist's office you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um yeah let's talk about right. let's talk about They're something in a target let's talk about something a little heavier lost trees luminescent
Um, yeah, Lost Trees, I guess y'all know some people in the band? Drummer, Fafa? Yeah. Is that a person in this band, Fafa? Yeah. yeah. Their guitar, player, their guitar player was also filling in for Yeti when we toured with them as well. Yeah, uh, I've never talked to any of these people before, but uh, I like this album. It's solid metalcore, good, clean, and unclean vocals. It kind of reminds me of that old Secrets album, Fragile Figures, which is like a really solid metalcore sound that isn't clearly ripping off Bring Me the Horizon's recent efforts, which is nice. I really like the song Poison the Well. I'm going to give them a silver. Out of my genre, so probably not something I listen to often. But good, good venture into into some little metalcore. Maybe it's not metalcore. Maybe I'm an idiot, but uh, I thought it might be metalcore. Are you right? Okay. Yeah. No, it's metalcore. It's it's metalcore. It's metalcore. Yeah, uh, Ivy, what do you think? Yeah, I I like this. I like this uh, little EP a lot. Um, I know they released uh, at least one of these songs, two of these songs as singles. You know, shout out Fafa. Love the uh, love the fact that they're kind of doing like a more post hardcore version of metalcore. It doesn't sound just like you know, like you said, a rip on fucking every (laughs) other metalcore. It actually is distinct and unique. And Fafa's uh, screams are fucking phenomenal. And I really like the instrumentals. And I'll go ahead and give it, you know what? A little bit of bias just because I like Faf, I'm going to give it a gold. I'm going to give it a fucking gold medal, baby. Keely. I always go to take sips of water thinking it's not going to be me. It's good. Um, I did not realize how, sh- like, I know they've posted the track listing, but, like, I only saw the artwork and, like, have seen Fafa post about it. Uh, I did not realize it was such a short release. Uh, I did not realize that there was only going to be one new song, which yeah. was a, a little surprising. But um, I agree with you that Poison the Well is super cool. Uh, That was the one that stood out to me the most, which I know is like the heaviest one. Uh, It has a super cool blast beat section that I always like found myself focusing on. Like there's a cool bell rhythm that they do. I think it's neat. I thought this record was a fun listen. I listened to all these singles when they dropped. I thought the newest, I guess the newest song on there, Northern Lights, uh, was a really, really nice tie-in to put the three singles together. If I had any complaints... It would just be on the production end. I felt like the vocals were kind of drenched. Like both the screams and the cleans were just very like hyper produced to like massage in the metalcore thing. And like, that's cool. But like, I've heard Fafa sing. Uh, I've heard Fafa scream. I've heard their other or their other vocalist. I think uh, his name is Austin. Uh, I've heard Austin scream. Both those dudes are really talented and proficient vocalists. And it kind of felt like the production was a little over hammed on their vocals, particularly. It didn't take away from the experience. But as I guess an over overly analytical listener, uh, it was something that stood out to me the whole record. But the songs are really cool. The guitars are fucking sick. I love Silent Planet, so that like scratch that Silent Planety itch for me. Uh, I'm gonna give it a uh, silver. Yeah, I mean, most everything I've got to say about it is a lot of the same. Uh, I think it's really ballsy to be a metalcore band and name your song "Poison the Well" and have it actually be really good. Like, I just think that's cool. Is it a reference? Bold. Or... Oh, there's a like one of the most like iconic metalcore bands. It's called Poison the Well. Oh. Uh, okay. I remember. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, I remember when I saw they announced that single, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, that's, you know, Metalcore Reddit's going to tear you apart if this isn't good, but luckily <laughs> it was good. So, But uh, yeah, like that song is sick. Cascade is really sick. Like the breakdown and build up like thing in that is really cool. Dissolve gave me like some old school like Wii Car vibes, which is like the only Wii Car that I was really into. So like that was cool. Uh, I like the synth tones on it a lot. Like they're really like 
I don't know, like they just stand out a lot, but they also like fit really well. And it, it sounds really cool. Uh, yeah, I I like the dynamic between the two vocalists a lot. Like I like they both do screaming parts, but then like Johnny's cleans are great as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a gold. I was going to give it a silver just because like I don't really like this genre that much. But then like as I was listening to it, I was just like, no, nah, I'm like loving every song on here. I got to give it a gold. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a gold. Wilt Wither, the house I lived and died in, I'm going to play the song Thing in the Well. Yeah, a really well heavy episode. The last album ended with Poison the Well, and this one starts with the well that did something. Thing in the well. Uh, it's, <laughs> well it did something. It's, it's heavy music uh, that hits good. Lots of well. Okay, I'm just reading my notes. Uh, <laughs> guitar. Jesus. Guitar kind of reminds me of Disturbed. Um, the tone of the guitar kind of reminds me of it. Not sure if that's right but that's kind of hitting me i i've listened to the guitar of disturbed many 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 times so uh it's unexpectedly groovy i like the vocals and the lyrics and the album art matched up i read some of the lyrics they're talking about a house being on fire i like that type of shit i'm gonna give it a silver and matt um i thought this was cool i had never heard this band before I remember when like this type of metalcore was like everywhere, like when Sworn In came out and like everyone was like, we're going to do that. And then it all went away and I miss it now. <laughs> like at the time I was like, there's too many bands that kind of sound like that. But like now I'm like, now there are no bands that sound like that. So I'm here for it. Not to say that they sound exactly like Sworn In, but that was just like the first track opened with the barrel barrel. And I was like, yep, there it is. But uh, yeah, Panic Chords you got me uh ignorant heavy riffs that get slower after being played like two times you got me uh i it's yeah uh i'm just i that's all i really got i'll give it a silver just because like i feel like i need to listen to them more but i i uh it was cool ivy yeah i think uh will will their fucking rips for again being i mean they even call themselves a metalcore band with like new metal influence and stuff like that i don't know it feels like more on like Maybe I'm fucking off base, but more on like the proggy side of metalcore. Uh, I really like the guitar tones and the riffs. Um, I think they do a lot of cool switch ups and the vocals are really fucking fantastic. Great screams, really good hardcore ass beater type shit. Um, the House I Died In is a fucking phenomenal track. Like that was absolutely my favorite um, on the whole four song EP. It's a great fucking record. That's a great way to end it, especially after starting it with the thing in the well, which also absolutely fucking rips. I really, really liked these songs, and I was very, very excited for this to come out. So I'm going to give this bad boy a gold medal. Let's go. Huey. Wow. <laughs> Jake, Jake with the with the stoic nod. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been good about it this episode. The last person going... Without me having to say, what the hell? I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, so to give some some lore as to how I ended up throwing this EP and this band into our music rotation, uh, when I moved to North Carolina in 2021, shows were just starting to come back at like 50% capacity. And towards the end of the year, we were up to 75% capacity. And there's a local festival here that like was a thing and then disappeared and came back uh called welcome to the family 
And uh, I got sent. Uh, I have two friends up here uh, who were like, you got to come. It's the it's the shit. It's the best festival. Like, you want to go to shows, you got to go. I was kind of reluctant. I was like, let me check out the bands and see if the day that you guys want to go is worth it. So it's like the morning. I'm having my coffee and grumbling at being awake on this Saturday, having them blow up my phone. Like, you're going to be there. You're going to be welcome to the family. We're getting there at noon. You want to meet us at noon? And I'm going through the track list, and I hate it. I hate it. Every bit. <laughs> their recordings were just not for me it wasn't scratching the itch and i was like do i really want to go to this show today and then i came across what wither and it this ep uh as a lore dump was originally uh their first ep and was released previously under different quality this is like a re-release but fully re-recorded from scratch okay uh, I heard the original version of this EP and I was like, wow, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. And then I went to the show anyways. Friends got me to come out of the house, whatever. And I start hearing the feedback and people are like, yo, you got to come inside. Woolworth is about to play. Like this is this is the, the Charlotte scene right here. I'm like, all right, let's go check it out. So I go in. I'm standing right on the, the side of the little corner stage. There's two guitars, uh, two eight strings, and then a five string bass. And the vocalist has a scar on his forehead from slamming his microphone into his forehead and making himself bleed. And I'm immediately intrigued. I'm immediately zoned in on whatever the fuck is happening. And I'm like, there's no way it's the same band I heard. And they opened with The Thing in the Well. When I tell you hearing this EP took me back like Ratatouille style to that <laughs> moment of seeing them live, wow. Um... <laughs> So beyond my my little how I found them and how I fell in love with the sound, this EP is finally out. I was excited to hear it again under better production, better context. I got to know their drummer a little bit who does their engineering work and talked to them about this thing, which is super neat. This record was insane. <laughs> I'm normally not one for the eight string, like lower down tempo stuff, kind of like the Acacia strain vein and stuff. Uh, and this was a super welcome breath of fresh air. It's like really aggressive, higher vocals, not a ton of focus on lows. There's faster, aggressive drums instead of just being like slow to hold the beat down. Uh, you can hear the bass, even though everything is tuned super deep and low, because they play like nine strings now, I think. Like, they're really down there. Um, it's just all super cool, and it's nice. To, I, I I agree with you, Matt, that like that sworn in -y sound that like I was super into, and then yeah. sworn in even overdid it, and then I was like, all right, fuck it, and now I'm like, damn, there's a hole in my heart missing for that just like real angry, nasty, yeah. like somewhat poetic, like just really, uh, and this is another one that's like, I don't know, they kind of scratch that stuff silent planet itch also like they have the riffs of silent planet just in a super deep down tune uh so all that to say i'm giving this one a big gold uh i really love this record and i can't wait to hear new music because they've been gigging on more new music after this uh that is even crazier uh, and that's gonna be sick damn we are hitting an hour of recording and we're just <laughs> now getting to the records this is gonna be a fat one people um it's a bad episode <laughs> Let's talk Rebecca Black. What is this album even called? Why do I keep doing Let this? Let Her Burn. Let Her Burn. It's called Let Her Burn. I did yeah. not register that at all. Okay. <laughs> Re Rebecca Black, Let Her Burn, and I'm going to play the song Sick to My Stomach. Sick, 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 sick to my stomach. So 
this was a pick I added because you posted about it, Matt, on Twitter. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like at least a third of the songs we've talked about is because you posted them on Twitter. I just want you to know. <laughs> I don't know if I've properly yeah. given credit. <laughs> Let me just say the first half of this album is good, but it's kind of generic to me. It feels a little bit like, I don't know, like Doja Cat has some good songs, but also she has some songs that are good, but not really that interesting. And that's kind of how I feel about this first half of this album. The second half, from Sick to My Stomach to Performer, is, like, kind of insanely good. Like, it's a fantastic... Rebecca Black, by the way, in case you kind of recognize the name but can't figure out why. Uh, the girl from the Friday music video. Friday, Friday. You know, that, that stupid fucking video from, like, the... Like, exemplified the aesthetic of 2010 somehow. Or the 2010s, like... <laughs> um, just a Nepo That was original Bay. meme culture. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone hated that song. You know, she probably got death for threats or something insane. You know, uh, I think it was really like a situation of her dad let her make a song with the record studio or record studio. That's a... Did I invent that or is that a real thing? Who knows? All right. Well, yeah, anyway, <laughs> people did not like her. She comes back, kind of an unexpected comeback. Uh, maybe she's done other stuff? I'm not sure. She's uh, been doing stuff for a little bit, but this is like her debut, like full length. Debut full length. Yeah, okay. She's, she's been doing like EPs and stuff, I think. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up either, but I know yeah. she's been here. Yeah, this, I was blindsided by this release. I was like, huh? Yeah. We're, we're doing this? Uh, it, was so, on a, it was on a Thursday, too, which was super weird. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, um, I'm listening to this album halfway through. I'm pretty bored by it, to be honest. I'm like, oh, okay, Friday Girl came back, and it's just okay. It's just some stuff. You know, it's just not awful. Um, which was kind of a low bar, but that's kind of the bar she ended up with. This second half is so good. Like, every song from Sick to My Stomach onwards. Like, Sick to My Stomach is like, hame, but good. And what... Uh, what am i gonna do with you has like menacing poppy vibes kind of gave me a little poppy vibe there the switch up on cry hard enough just goes and also the lyrics fantasy love is a loaded gun bars rebecca black bars bars uh, a look at you has like insane jar of hearts energy Am I wrong? Like, it just kind of sounds like in the same vein of jar as Jar of Hearts. And Performer could legit be like, like a Disney hero song. Like, you know how Moana sings a song at the beach or whatever? This sounds like a song a character would sing in a movie about, like, acting or something. I don't know. I was really into into this Performer song. Multiple versions of the same person. Bars. She's a bar factory. I don't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think it's a really good record. I think the strongest part of the record is the songwriting and, like, the production. I think the production, at least for the second half, I'm really into. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a gold. <laughs> I just like it a lot. I don't. I don't care if the first half, I'm not into it. I. I'm really digging the second half so much that. Yeah, it's a gold for me, no doubt. Uh, let's talk to Matt. That's funny that you say that, because I thought the first half was a lot better than the second really? half. Uh, really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but I, I do like the whole thing, though. Um, but I, yeah, I, like, I think... 
from like track two to like track five or six i was just like let's go like this is great <laughs> um and then it kind of like i still like the back half but it, it didn't do as much for me i think destroy me is my favorite uh you i mean i'm like a shikari stand so you put like break beats and anything with like guitars that are playing breakdowns and shit and i'm like yeah i'm here um mm -hmm. but yeah the only real complaint that i have is i f and i feel like this is mostly just a symptom of it being like a debut uh because i feel like most debut records have this problem so it's not really a problem but uh there was like a lot of the songs where i was like it came on and i was like okay this is her version of this person's song this is her version of like i was like one of them i was like oh this is like arena song one of them was like oh this is like a charlie xcx song one of them this is like a olivia rodrigo thing that's i think it's the one that you're I, talking about being that's the, what i did on my review yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like that was something i noticed for sure but i feel like that's her finding what she wants to do yeah. and i think that's totally fine like i mean everyone does that on their first record especially if it's like it, like it's a little different i guess if you've been in like a bunch of bands and then you start a new band and put out a first record because then you kind of know what you're trying to do but like yeah. for it to be like her first full length that I, that i'm assuming that she's ever put out like it's pretty fucking good um so yeah i'm gonna give it a gold as well uh just because i've listened to it like three times or i think i've listened to it more times than any of these other records except for maybe one of them so yeah i'm gonna give it a gold i liked it it was fun ivy I'm going to start by saying that this was my favorite record of the week. Wow. I have probably listened to it like 20 times. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've been listening to it a fuck ton. Like I've been I've been working, I worked a bunch of overtime this week. I just had this record on repeat. Like there's always like So, I know I've talked about having like little patterns that I have with music. Like every year there's always like something that catches me a certain way there's usually like one pop album that i really like heavily fuck with and it's like i know it's a pop album i know a lot of the songs are very like it, like you said like oh this is her doing this or this is her doing that and like i feel like the first half of the album is that in a lot of the ways i actually preferred the la latter half of the album as well latter half but i think like the the production is really really good i like a lot of the vocal choices her lyrics are really, really compelling. I fucking love Performer. I adore Performer. Like, the whole idea of it being not only, like... Like, I don't know, it's kind of meta in, in a way where it's like, oh, she is a performer. She's a fucking pop artist. But at the same time, she's talking about, like, you know, like, performing as, like, for her parents or, like, for other people and, like, saying, like you said, like, whatever the... the the uh the line about the um multiple versions of the same person yeah and all of them all of them are hurting or whatever yeah, that like yeah. follows it like that's such a good that's such a good track and it's very powerful because it is very much like oh i have to you know be this way for certain people depending on where i'm at like i have this level of like you know uh the way that people expect me to be like as a musician as a daughter as a friend you know, whatever it may be. And I thought that was really compelling. I thought, like, a lot of the record had a lot of that in it. You know, that kind of, like, identity struggle. I know with her, the thing that really was difficult um, for her career was that Friday song. Uh, yeah, it basically I, I shoved imagine. her in... It shoved her in a category of, like, oh, you're not a real musician. You're just making dumb, dumb fucking music. No one cares. And then she kind of, like, reclaimed it and did a remixed version with Dorian Electra which actually was really fun. Um, I really liked that, and the music video fucking rules. Genuinely, like, 
yeah, pretty much from Sick to My Stomach to Performer, like, all of those songs are really good, really compelling. Like, I genuinely, like, drew me back in to listen to it so many fucking times because it's just, like, it's just a good pop record. Like, the vocal stuff is super, super catchy, but also, like, really powerful and emotional at points. Like, I really, really fucked with this record. So, gold medal, favorite of the week. Wow. Uh, it is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i'm gonna have to say that i'm like almost like toe for toe with what matt said like the first half had me a little more destroy me was my favorite for sure caught me way the fuck off guard when you just hear the low tuned ass riff yeah. come in i was like oh all right i hoped for more of it to be honest mm. uh but the first half of the record i liked a lot um <clears throat> destroy me uh, Crumbs is really nice, uh, and Doe-Eyed was super cool. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Performer, Jake, because that was the song that I was like, wow, I don't... <laughs> I, I, th this is, like, not an album closer for me. You could have put this anywhere else, and it might have fared a no, little better. No, it's a perfect album closer. It had to close out perfect. the whole Perfect! Yeah. But I'm going to give this one a silver uh, because she came out swinging for a debut where she was just kind of like finding her shit. There's a lot of cool ideas and there's things I want to hear her expand on more, which is very neat for a debut. So yeah, silver. Now we nice. talk about some real fucking music, you know? Oh, oh God. God. Why? Let's talk about You, Me, At Six, Truth, Decay. And I am, of course going to play the song God Bless the 90s Kids. God fucking damn it. God bless the 90s kids. <laughs> Dog. I... Shit, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Podcast over. Okay. Thanks for coming, everybody. Catch us on Patreon. We'll let, see you let, next time. Let me get into my fucking review. It, we've only just scratched the surface here. Okay. So, first thing I want to say, I kind of weirdly dig their vibe sonically. <laughs> There's something comfortable about the shitty music. That it, it's kind of <laughs> like an old Nickelback song or something. Uh, the lyrics are such a mixed bag. Some stuff I really like, so, like, metaphorically. And some lyrics are, like, the most cringe shit ever written. I uh, God bless the 90s kids. There's no getting around it. I, I think it's horrible. <laughs> and it's insanely cringe. And it's it feels so millennial derogatory somehow it's hashtag short album gang but it feels like it's two hours long is uh, it short i didn't it's even 45 minutes long there's 50 okay. there's like 25 tracks it's only 45 minutes long but every track is like five minutes long how's the math work out i don't know but it's it's only 45 minutes um sucks you into a time loop and you just you're stuck <laughs> sucks there you back into the long. 90s uh yeah I'm not a Cody Frost fan. I will not elaborate, and I'm going to give this a bronze. It's it's not the worst ever, but... And I'm happy. I, I like some of those. I like the deep cuts, that first song. I like that one the most. 
I'd say. But yeah. I got some <laughs> I got some words about that song. Uh bronze, why don't you talk about your words, Matt? I actually like deep cuts. I just think that fucking riff is can't stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. It is. It totally is. (laughs) And it's not like in the cool way that like Avoid did it, where he said can't (laughs) stop, can't stop, and then they played the riff once and then kept going. It's like that was funny. This was like I was like, man, it's just like wholesale the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like it's 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 different enough, I guess. But like I was listening to like Lead Singer Syndrome's like New Noise podcast before I listened to this album, and like Shane from Silverstein pointed that out i think he was just like yeah they got that fucking or mike might have pointed it out one of them one of the two pointed it out he's like yeah they got the chili peppers riff and i didn't know what they were talking about and then the album opened with it and i was like god damn it there it is but i thought that song was fine i thought mixed emotions was solid god bless the 90s kids man that's i'm so tired of that fucking shit like just it's like the like, worst tiktok bait <laughs> it's it's that it's that one tiktok song that the 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 one fucking the guy Andy Did negative. I just write the new pop punk anthem? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one where the the guys like the queens and queens of the new age. Yeah, that that shit. Like it literally has almost that line exactly. And I saw this shit on Twitter before it came out, and I was like, man, can y'all just stop doing this shit? <laughs> I, I'm I almost want to write one of these songs just to see how like what the, what the mindset is behind doing it, just like to see if I can do it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that song sucks. Um, no future, yeah, right is cool. It's got Rao on it. That's all yeah. I needed. That was the only reason I was gonna check this album out in the first place because I listened to that single when it came out. Because Rao does not do features very often. Um, Where is he, he did, on like, this a... song? I can't tell what part. Uh, he's he is. the he's the breakdown part. He's like the screaming part. Okay, I figured, but I I don't know. It just sounds when it I feel when like it gets like even bad. Like... Yeah, when it gets like even more British, it's that part. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> that is a That's what I was there. looking for, but it it never <laughs> felt super like I was looking for very yeah. very British, and I didn't get that. Yeah yeah um no but that that song is cool the only other song that i can say anything about is fucking breakdown that shit has me so confused because on the one hand i'm like you tried something and it's cool that you tried it but at the same time this shit is just the the caucasity here is just too high this shit is (laughs) can you describe what the song sounds like for it's like the it's like them trying to do like the trap thing okay and it, it's the same i thought the same thing when fucking icy stars did that all in song uh on treehouse where he's just like oh, 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 all in. and i was just like bro please stop like <laughs> if you can't pull it off don't do it like i don't know i don't know but that song like i thought on the one hand i was like the production was kind of cool but on the other hand i was like the vocals were killing me um but yeah, no, I think overall it's like it's a very like it's kind of like the big time rush thing. I'm like this album is very inoffensive other than God bless the 90s kids where I'm just like, <laughs> I don't really hate yeah. this, but I don't really like I don't know. It's just kind of here. I don't know any of their other music other than the song with Ollie Sykes on it. So I don't really <laughs> have anything to compare it to. Uh, the album cover is kind of boring and weird. Bad, and bad like album it. cover. Yeah. It, every time I look at it, I'm like, this looks like Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator, but like bad uh, and made in like <laughs> made by someone that like doesn't know how to use Photoshop. I don't know. It, it's I don't know. Uh, yeah, bro- I'm gonna give it a bronze though because it's just fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, Keely. You me at six. You guys are so generous with you with your with your bronzes. Uh, I don't have much to say. The be- the best thing that this band ever did was touring with Bring Me the Horizon and like 
the singer filling in for Sam from Architects to do the um uh what the fuck is the name of that song? Uh hold on, I gotta it's like one of their biggest songs. Doomsday. Or from that era, I guess. No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Bring me the horizon broke up after uh uh Can whatever you feel as far as I'm heart? concerned. Uh here's that album. The fuck is the hey, name I of know that song. song. The sadness will never end. Oh, oh yeah, really yeah. important. <laughs> that was the best thing that this band, Yumi at Six, a singer ever did was filling in to do that part. Participation trophy. I cannot wait to never listen to this album again. Right. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Two million monthly listeners. Jesus Christ. Where did that come from? Damn, that's sleep token number. <laughs> yeah, <what> the... <laughs> but for like double the time existing. Yeah. Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this one a participation trophy. <laughs> this album is both pee-pee and also poo-poo. Um, genuinely, like Matt fucking nailed it. It's very, very inoffensive. I would like to point out, I thought it was funny. It almost felt like they were trying to do like every kind of song in the genre in hopes that something would stick. Like yep. they have so many sounds and the like it just like similar to each other, kinda like we're gonna do what all of these other bands did, but we're also gonna put the pee pee poo poo God bless the nineties kids in here. And like what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast is so relevant to this, but this is like on the nose like way too much that like the millennials that like shit like this are gonna be like hey wait a minute you can't gas me up like that i don't like it that way do it a different way and it's just it's just so fucking goofy like if you're going to like release songs specifically aimed to gas up the nostalgia of the 90s and have people fuck with you because you fuck with the things they fuck with don't fucking don't say it like that don't do that. You're going to make them mad. They're not going to want to listen to this shit. You're going to get clowned on on Twitter, dog. So, yeah. This album, it just didn't fucking do anything for me. And the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, is this even the same band? Who fucking wrote this song? What, who am I listening to right now? I'll say, like, Deep Cuts caught me a little off guard, and I thought that song was okay, but pretty much everything else. Yeah. So I was just like, when will this end? It opens strong, and it's like nosedive. Yeah. It's also strong because it's Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm a Red Hot Chili Peppers hater, but I can't lie. That song kind of goes just a little bit. Um, yeah so yeah uh we can put away our rugrats long sleeve shirts now we're done being 90s kids let's talk no, about <laughs> let's talk about pierce the veil jaws of life and i'm gonna play the song flawless execution say that this is my release of the week i'm not gonna bury the lead i've i've had a tryst during this time between our last review and this review uh, i've fallen in love with this pierce the veil record uh which i was not expecting especially based on the past the nirvana single which i believe you and i reviewed ivy um we sure did on the show we both did not care for it that much 
Still don't. I think I think it's a fantastic song. I can't believe how much I like it. It's kind of limp biscuity a little bit, like a limp biscuit. I mean, that doesn't bode confidence. <laughs> Real dad vibes, you know what I'm saying? I like that song. I don't care. <laughs> Opening song, Death of an Executioner, really fucking good. Sets a tone for the album just the way I like albums to do, is setting a tone. The influence from, obviously, Nirvana uh, and Soundgarden, like, those types of late 90s, early 2000s bands. Yeah, I love Pastor Nirvana. I'm really buying his cheesiness on this record. Like, for some reason, I'm just in. Like, Vic, you can tell me anything this record, and I'm buying it. I love Emergency Contact. I'm a little burned out on it, but that happens to every song I like. I overplay it way too much until I can't listen anymore. I love Flawless Execution. I love that song so much. Maybe I'm entering my vibe era, because this does feel like a vibey type of Pierce the Veil album. I don't think they've ever put out a record that sounds like this. And I, I'll i tell you this much, I like it a whole hell of a lot more than anything else they've done. And I've tried some Pierce the Veil stuff. It seems I like Vic Fuentes' voice a ton. And I like their hits, obviously, Bulls in the Bronx and stuff like that. But their albums as a whole I've never gotten super into. But this record, I've listened to it front to back a few times, which is kind of rare for these reviews. Lucky albums get like three listens, I'll say that much. Uh, I think this has gotten like three business listens and f uh, two casual listens from me. A real mullet review. Business in the front, party in the back. Absolutely. The vocals are good, the lyrics are earnest, and the instrumentation just scratches every part of my brain that I want to be scratched. I like Chloe Moriando's voice on the last song. It sounds like she's smiling when she sings THC. And I like when you can hear people do that. Like when you can tell they're smiling when they're singing. It's kind of cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a gold, obviously. I really fucked with this album big time. Loved it. Big fan. Number one, Pierce the Veil fan on the podcast. Uh, let's talk to... Uh, who who's, who do you... Out of all of you, who, who do you think has the worst opinion on the album? Really? <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Let, let, <laughs> let's, uh, with let, let's go with Matt. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't ever want to listen to this album ever <laughs> fucking again in my life. Come on. Oh, no. I, 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 I like, I'm not even like a Pierce the Veil stan or anything. Like, I like the hits and I like Clog with the Sky as an album a lot. But like, what I like about them is that they're like a little scene bopper post hardcore band, but they got punk beats and they got like cool outside influences and shit. And their like music is generally fast. And this album is so fucking slow all the way through it. And I just, like, I don't remember anything except for the singles. Genuinely. I And the one song where it picked up was uh, So Far So Fake. That one was okay. I went into it, like, not really liking the singles. I like Emergency Contact. Like, it's a cute little, you know, love song, I guess. It sounds like Third Eye Blind. It's fine. Uh, That's what I want. want from Pierce... <laughs> That's what yeah, I want. It's, like, it's, not, it's not what I want from Pierce the Veil, but it's like, it's fine. Like, that song is fine. Past the Nirvana is one riff, and it gets old after like 30 seconds. Uh, I, even when I'm not with you, was that the other single? I don't remember the titles. That I, shit. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they made that song. It's... It's not. It's funny because now I I like the singles more than all the other songs now, and I went in like not liking the singles and hoping I'd like the other songs more. I'm glad they got rid of their drummer because he's a fucking dickhead. But 
y'all got the drummer from Let Live playing in your band now, and you said, now we're going to have the guy from Third Eye Blind play on this record. Why the fuck would you do that? (laughs) Thank you. you. Like, Laniel is so fucking good. I get that you didn't want to make a punk record again, but, like, come on, man. (laughs) What are y'all doing? I don't know. I'm never listening to this shit again. Um, Lydia (laughs) came to say that this album was bad, too. Um, Yeah, this shit sucked. Uh, Participation (laughs) trophy... Um, give give. I don't know. I'm glad that they are happy with it, and I'm glad that they're ha- having fun making their music. But I did not enjoy it at all, and I will not be listening again. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that's glad- my one. That's my one really negative review of the week. I, that's oh, all I got. Funny. I'm glad to hear it. Um, let's <laughs> let's talk to Ivy. What's I'm going on? Dying. What do you, dog? That's so fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, fucking bronze. Um, I thought it was like okay. It's probably the weakest Pierce the Veil record. It doesn't really even sound like a Pierce the Veil record. Like you could have just said this was I don't know Vic's fucking solo project, and I would have believed you. Like the songs are really slow. They don't have any of the fun energy that you know fucking Pierce the Veil is known for. Let me just say. Let me just say, fuckers, fuckers, and fuckers in the call with me that i'm gonna look so smart when this album gets reevaluated in five years and all of a sudden everyone loves it i'm gonna look so fucking smart so fuck y'all uh go ahead i i i I respect your opinion regardless of whatever it is you know um even matt i respect your opinion of course uh i'd like to change my rating to participation (laughs) trophy Um, come on there was Can like one ranking? song. Is there a lower ranking? Can <laughs> no! We're I setting tried. them home with nothing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they showed up to the review, received nothing, and went home. Yep. Um, I will say, like, I do somewhat agree to buying into the uh, the cheesiness of the record. Like, I feel like if you just take it for what it is, you can enjoy it a little bit more. I did really like, probably the only song I did really like um was like pretty fucking cheesy it was shared trauma and like genuinely that song is kind of goofy but i liked it because it was kind of goofy i don't know it like it caught me off guard the whole record i was just kind of like okay when's it gonna end and then that came on i was like oh that was kind of nice a little cringe but kind of nice so uh yeah uh fucking participation trophy fuck you jake and fuck this record keely all right time to fire up the burners baby uh, I find it really impressive when a band, if you are to put all of their albums into tier list maker, uh, that they can have one in every tier and you can call it. Uh, I find it even crazier that it goes in chronological order. Um, <laughs> actually, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll stand by that. Um, okay, a, great. A, fl- a flare for the dramatic is really good. Selfish Machines was. Really good. It was them really showing off that they wanted to pull their other influences in. Collide with the Sky, they went even harder and fuller. Disappeared for a few years, had their drummer be a piece of fucking shit. And then they did Misadventures, which was the funniest step in the worst direction they could have gone. Uh, And then this record came out, and they somehow managed to misstep further than they had previously for me. As a beloved Riff Lord, this album did nothing. There there was nothing. There was no substance. It was Vic wrote sad songs, and his life changed, and... 
that's super cool. And it's cool to see a band change with how they feel, how things have gone for them. Great progression. Good for you. Super not for me. This is as participation trophy as I can give it. Uh, I thought the best song was Pass the Nirvana. And I only like it because of the vocals. I agree that it's one hilarious riff that they were like, all right, what if we have it here? And then we reamp it, but with some dirt after. (laughs) You guys feel me? But then what if we go back? And then we go back into the dirt. (laughs) Was that the only song with screaming on it? It felt like there might have been like one other one, maybe. But I think that was it. And I was just like, man, that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, there's some bands that have done that. Like, my favorite Issues record is the one with barely any screaming on it, but Man, they didn't do it good. Uh, are you listening to Pierce the Veil for the screams? That's no, not what I'm listening to Pierce the Veil for. Collab with this guy, the screams go hard. Yeah. Okay, maybe, you know. Next. So that's a, that's a participation. Eventually. Uh, yeah, I hate all of you. I thought that was going to go very differently. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was expecting negative, but not that negative. Um, yeah, uh... Fuck all y'all. I'm going to look so smart in five <laughs> years, but until then, I'll look stupid. Let's talk about Paramore. This is why. I'll just play the song. This is why. Uh, yeah. The song is 36 minutes long, so it's one of God's strongest hashtag strong strong album. I wrote strong album. I meant to write short album gang. Uh, one of God's strongest short album gang uh, soldiers. Strong combo of droney parts and catchy choruses. I like the catchy guitar work. I like a little catchy guitar work. It feels uh, kind of sparse sometimes in terms of, like, I don't know, the soundscape or some shit. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> Inside the mind of a Democrat with money. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a Joe Biden-ass album. I'll say oh, that much. Such um, a good review. Skilled, skilled vocals. Figure 8 is track 7. That's fucked up. Uh, I like it. It's just not my vibe. I'll give it a silver. I appreciate it uh, on oh, an artistic fuck. level, but... Yeah, just not something I'll come back to ever. <laughs> uh, uh, Ivy, I'm just going to save you for last, okay? Uh, okay. Keely, go ahead. I'm not going to be much better. Um, yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm already not a big Paramore fan. I think the songs that stand out to me the most are songs I've been very public about like not being as into. Like, uh, my favorite Paramore song and what I find to be the best thing they ever wrote was part two. And I know that Banger. they're like, oh, that, yeah. And they, even, they say in interviews, they're just like, eh, yeah, it's like a fun hype song. I'm like, what, what do you fucking mean? That song's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I like to code. I like some things on brand new eyes, but like overall, I would say the only record I fully enjoyed from them before was after laughter. This did not change that. I hated the singles upon release um at first i hated the singles out of spite of how obnoxious the fan base was like they were coming in like like certain bands that i don't feel like mentioning subreddit levels (laughs) um it was it was getting a little out of hand uh and the parasocial thing that ivy had mentioned like going even further was just like people talking like they were Haley williams best friend and like sat in the passenger seat while she went through her trauma super weird super turned me off to it then i went back and listened to the singles right before the record came out to see if i changed at all 
I didn't. The production is phenomenal. I love Zach Farrow's approach to music. I can say positively uh, that Zach Farrow is the best thing that ever happened to Paramore, uh, especially after him going and finding himself in like weird Tame Impala style, like Poppy or Rock. Uh, that aids itself to this record so well. The tracks that I do like, like um, I hate the lyrics and the vocals on Big Man, Little Dignity, but the song itself rips. Uh, the liar guitar tone and riffs are super cool. Ses Com Sa, I absolutely hate that song with a passion. Really? I like that one. one that the, that's my favorite, the, I the, think. The drums and what Zach Farrow brings to the table. I, I hate that. Choruses that do the whole like, no, 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 no. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> and I miss you. Da, can't, da, 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 da. Can't, can't do it. Uh, so this one's going to get a participation trophy for me. I don't find myself returning to anything except for the news because, you know, refused was cool once. Uh, um, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go quick and then I'm, I'm not, I'm, I have to go let Sammy in from the parking garage real quick after that. So I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to avoid your opinion, Ivy. I swear. I just have to, <laughs> the timing worked out that way. Well, uh, I, I, I also have to let someone out of a garage real quick, so um, oh, I'll, I'll okay. be leaving with well, you. Uh, so okay. go ahead. Yeah. We, we can. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm editing I, I, we can hit it when we get back. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so this isn't my favorite Paramore record by any means. I think I have it at like fourth, but I also think that like all of their records are like at least like a seven or eight to me. Um, I like the singles a lot. I don't know. I was a little wary on the title track when it came out, and then it grew on me really fast. Uh, I didn't like Haley's two solo albums. Well, the second one was better than the first one, but I wasn't crazy about either of them. So the influence from that on this record, I'm not crazy about. So like the slower tracks to me weren't as interesting. Like Liar and Crave and Thick Skull and Big Man Little Dignity. Like those four, I was kind of just like... Big Man Little Dignity was cool, but the other ones I was kind of like, hey, like, you know, it's fine. But when you only have 10 songs and four of them are kind of slow, I was like, okay, I would have maybe like put one more upbeat one on here. But that being said, the other six are like great to me. Like, I love all the dance punk influence, lots of like block party and shit on there, uh, which is something that pulses is also doing right now so it's cool to like not in the same way at all but like just pulling from there so i'm like it's cool to hear someone else do it in a completely different way the news is like one of my favorite paramore songs i think i just like i don't know the riffs in it are really cool i've always really liked taylor's approach to guitar writing and like you said keely like zach farrow's drumming is all, like he overplays the shit out of everything but it like always works like i love it like he's just it, he's my favorite part of that band now he is yeah. such an integral part of it yeah and especially on this record like he is going in i love the drum tones they use for it, like the super muted snare and everything like i think is really cool uh all the guitar tones are like super organic sounding and really cool running out of time i think is really cool like i don't know i like how fucking mundane it is i don't know like lyrically i just i'm just like okay like it it's really kind of pointless but i just like it i don't know she do be uh, running out of time really cool. <laughs> i do yeah i it's like it it it's like that sometimes yeah figure eight has some really cool stuff on it you first was cool i don't know i'd give it a what did i uh, i'll give it a gold just because i still like it a lot even though it has some missteps but it's like a soft gold Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be right back in like sure. three minutes, four minutes. Okay, Ivy. You wanna... No, <laughs> we're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let me take a fat rip real quick. 
prepare myself based. Yeah, that's that's one nice thing I'll give before Ivy goes in. Uh, guitar tones are cool. Rainbow Machine Gang. Uh, shouts out to Taylor York for liking Earthquaker pedals. That's dope. So true. Everything else I said stands. <laughs> All right. Enough nice things. I'll get the. I'll, I'll say at least. <clears throat> I agree with Keely. I think Big Man Little Dignity. Uh, the lyrics suck shit, but the song itself is actually pretty good. Now it's probably the one I enjoyed the most, and probably the only song on the record that I enjoyed. I almost feel offended by this record. <laughs> like genuinely, this was felt like offensive content to me. It feels so out of touch to have some millionaire sit there and talk about their mundane life from the comfort of their huge home in Nashville after, you know, they probably just sat in dumbass meetings for their huge hair dye and care brand. Obviously, <clears throat> the parasocial relationships that come with the um, fans being really defensive over any amount of criticism is also a big turnoff in general when trying to enjoy this record and being like, why am I being told these really boomer ass fucking democratic takes from someone on a record that came from a band that was very edgy and fun when they first started and slowly moved into a funkier pop groove, but still had a lot of really iconic and fun songs. Like, I, I, it just feels very out of touch, I guess. I actually am the opposite amount. I loved her. Uh, Haley Williams solo records. I thought the way that she was able to be very vulnerable with an awful situation that she had to go through with her past relationship, you know, grooming, divorce, cheating, just fucked up, abusive shit was really powerful. I thought Pedals for Armor, you know, it missed on some things and gener but generally was a very enjoyable listen and i absolutely love that record but to like for paramore to come back and put out this record with just such like lame boring lyrics that feel like they're on the verge of barely relatable to the average person just feels soulless and out of touch and i genuinely just have a really bad taste in my mouth after listening to it i actually listened to this record one time all the way through and i had the lyrics pulled up for the whole record and it just never got better it never felt better it was it's always this like oh you can have your own opinion but don't say your opinion the news is bad the outside world is bad sometimes i forget my car keys like that just feels so fucking weird. And then for fans, because I, I said it as an initial criticism of the news. I didn't like the lyrics, and I said specifically why I didn't like the lyrics in a tweet. And I'm not like, obviously, I don't want to call out anybody particularly, but I found it very odd that when I had these, you know, fair criticisms of the weird stuff that they were trying to portray in the lyrics of the song, people were like, oh, no, they were, they're trying to make it bad on purpose. Like, you just don't get it. Like, what? What? Like, what does that mean? What, what do you mean they're trying to make it bad on purpose? I, I don't think that was the aim of this record, and it generally just feels like, at least to me, Haley Williams did the angsty teen stuff, did a lot of the fun, poppier, funky stuff, and did the really vulnerable, dark records, and this feels like a 
pretty good tell to where Paramore is and probably why they didn't want to come back in the first place in that they're just not really writing about anything interesting. The instrumentals were fine. The production's great. Um, I didn't like some of the higher range vocal choices uh, from Haley. Like uh, there was just a few of the high notes that just didn't really feel powerful or stand out like she normally does. She's a fantastic singer um i think her lows uh, always sound really cool i like the little things that she does that she was doing on the two solo records with just like the fun little weird cadences that she particularly does it's just the general tone of the lyrics and the message of the album that really kill it for me um and for that i will give it a participation trophy um and i think it's really weird to hype up an album to the point of being mad at people on the internet because they don't like it when it's just a bunch of out-of-touch opinions coming from millionaires. That's weird. Yeah, uh, you know, for anyone who listens, I, uh, you know, I think if you're getting mad about whatever Ivy's saying about Paramore, it's that's kind of exemplifying what we're talking about. I mean, if you have actual arguments to the criticism, that's fair, obviously. You can criticize th- something and also argue against the criticism uh, we have been recording for so long. Yeah, yeah, it's a two-way street. <laughs> That's a good episode. We, it's juicy. Yeah, it's a two-way street is all I'm trying to say. Uh, so, you know, if we criticize something, it's fair to criticize what we're saying. You know, that's fair. But getting mad at people, you know, saying, fuck off, you should like this out. That's not real. You're not saying anything. You're not like, being productive in any way. It's called constructive criticism. I, like... I don't think Matt's wrong for giving it a gold medal or really liking it because he had like valid reasons that he liked it. You know what I mean? He's not going to sit there and tell me like, hey, you're fucking stupid for for not liking the record. Get out of here. Yeah. And we try not to, you know, say stuff like that. Um, Maybe the you, me at six fans are offended. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> all two million. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we 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 had to have ruffled somebody's fat. I'm sure an angry 100 gex fan is gonna come to my house and fucking <laughs> put a pipe bomb in my mailbox or something. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, the stuff seems to. I don't know. <laughs> I do put all everyone's Twitter in the bio. Yeah, a- actually, I put everyone's Twitter in the bio. So if you're mad at someone, go to them. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Unless it's me, ahead. then go to Ivy. You know, I'll handle any inquiries. Uh, <laughs> any inquiries. You can you can uh, reach me at what is it at New Witches Ivy on Twitter. Yeah, just send me a DM. I'll get back to you uh, pretty, pretty quickly. I'm chronically online. So uh Aren't yeah, we, we can we can hash it out, have a conversation, um, and uh, I probably won't agree with you or change my opinion, but you can certainly talk to me. Yeah, yeah, you'll that never like change my opinion. <laughs> you'll never change me. <laughs> uh, try. Yeah. Well, it's um, just like. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Like, I I wouldn't care if someone didn't like my fucking music. Like, I think when we reviewed it, you literally were like, I don't really like the fucking meme in the middle. And you know what? Yeah, fuck the meme. Sorry, Keely, but fuck the meme. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's fair to criticize things you dislike about stuff, even to the person who wrote it. Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I'm not expecting putting out music that every single person hearing it's going to like it or relate to it, because obviously we write things with a specific message in mind for our own lives. And, uh, you know, like the one single we have out is all about the trans experience. I, hardly doubt a lot of the people listening to it relate to the trans experience unless they're trans so it's like 
you don't have to fuck with shit if you don't like to, you know, and you're welcome to have your opinion either way. Just don't be so confrontational that the conversation doesn't feel like yeah. anything productive is happening and it's just, fuck you, I don't like that you said that. Yo, well, fuck you, Ivy, I don't like that you said that. The you know, fuck you, album, Keely. it's objectively good and you should like it, and if you don't... <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Uh, you're gonna edit out both of our, you're gonna edit out all of our reviews and just it's just, put in it's that just gonna be that. <laughs> yeah, a classic a classic Jake edits everyone out uh, episode. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I'm not gonna wait for Matt to get back. It's fine. We we need to wrap this little show up because Jakey is tired and we've been talking <laughs> for a long time. Uh, it's been a fun episode. Hopefully you didn't get too mad over some of our opinions. We're just people, people. Yeah, Jake, what the fuck? Why did you say that about uh, one of the bands we reviewed? Uh, it was out of love. I do <laughs> everything I say is for the good of the band. Ugh. You know, like, if... If your lyrics don't mean anything, I'm gonna let you know so you can improve yourself. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but canceled. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MeAndPuke for more stuff. Uh, we got a bunch of bonus content over there that's kind of like the hub for everything Mew and Puke, including our side stuff that we're going to be branching out into very soon in the coming weeks. Keely and Ivy, New Witch's Tongue, of course. Keely is also in Sorry Period, the band. Matt Pulses, of course. And he's also Bad Luck Beats. And, and yeah. he has a solo. Oh, there he is. No, I think I just saw project. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> Speak of the devil. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Yeah, we were just uh, we were just wrapping up. I was saying Sorry. your uh, plugs. So yeah, pulses oh. and battle luck beats for you, Matt. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, just Emberge Music is my uh Emberge personal music. account as well. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's account, like I said, is in our uh, show notes on the podcast, so you can find our twitters if you want to, all that type of stuff. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you could rate five stars on stuff. I've made jokes about it on fa in the past, like rate five stars on Yelp. Unironically, if you rate five stars for us on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it'll help us find new listeners. So if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it because uh, it's hard out here for a podcaster. Goddamn. All you got to do is <laughs> click a couple buttons. Shit. Lazy. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for listening to this long-ass episode. I appreciate you. See you next week. <laughs>